0: Hello beautiful people. Welcome to the Number Four to Soul podcast. Um, this podcast was inspired by my cookbooks. My cookbooks are available on Amazon. They're available um on Books Million and they're also available at Barnes and Melbourne. Uh, today is Foodie Friday. Foodie Friday. Today is Fruity Friday. So I felt like it's only right for me to um, read an excerpt for you from my adult cookbook. My adult cookbook is titled Gumbo for the Soul: Affirmations, Faith, and Food. um Like I said, my book cookbook is available for purchase on Amazon.com, Booksmillion.com, and also BarnesandNoble.com. And I'm super excited about that. Um, you can also order uh, signed copies from me as well. Um, and uh, you can comment, you know, in the comment section, you know, and I can, you know, give you the info of how you can purchase the book from me, a signed copy. But I want to read an excerpt for you uh, from my cookbook. Uh, it started, I am free. I am allowed to make my own decisions. I'm allowed to do what makes me happy. I'm allowed to be myself. I'm allowed to be different. I'm a masterpiece and I'm like none other. Uh, The the recipe that I'm going to share with you is actually my gumbo recipe. There are so many variations of this recipe. It took me several years to create a recipe that was pleasing to me. I use the vegetarian version now, but I used to use the seafood version and add turkey or chicken sausage when I ate meat. I didn't make my first gumbo until I was a teenager, ironically. Growing up, I tasted several different versions of gumbo. And I'd always pick the okra out because I despise okra. I cannot stand okra. Um, We grew okra in our garden. We had a garden at our house and we had a garden behind our church building. Uh, My mom and dad, um, another thing they called a garden, they called it a truck patch. So the garden, I can't remember exactly if the truck patch was bigger or smaller, but either way, they called the garden a truck patch. So we had... Uh, truck patch behind the church building and we had one by our house we grew um, several types of vegetables and fruit we grew black eyed peas we grew crowder peas we grew string beans we grew lima beans we grew tomatoes we grew bell peppers, green onions yellow onions we also grew all three types of greens we grew collards, we grew turnips and we grew mustards and um that is actually where i learned the difference between the three um uh, we used to pick them you know of course wash them like 26 to 8 times uh then we'll wash them pick them and then then uh sorry pick them out of the garden then bring them in the house sometimes we pick them outside in a, a tub uh you know pick the stems off uh, and then we take them in the house you know and then we would wash them and actually sometimes we washed them outside in the tub a couple of times and then we would take them in the house in the kitchen and wash them in the sink between six to eight times to get all the grit and stuff out of it we would always use a um, uh, cool water not exactly cold not exactly hot or warm it was pretty much cool and we would put like um, sometimes we put baking soda in it and if it was collards for some reason Uh, we would put like a little dab of Dawn dishwashing liquid, and then we would just keep washing them, you know, from sink to sink. Basically, you fill up a sink with water, you put the greens in it, and then you basically grab a handful and you dunk it three or four times in the um, sink filled with water, and then you put it in the other sink, and while you're um, putting it in the empty sink, you have water filling that sink up too. And then you basically dunk it, wash it in that sink, and then you Basically you go from side to side about six to eight times and then uh, you rinse it. And then uh, we would either call my mom in there to check it to make sure they were clean. Or if she wasn't feeling well, I would literally take like a bowl full of greens and wherever she was at, and she would, you know, to make sure they were clean. And then of course, growing up, we used a lot of dry salt. Uh, Now I I don't eat pork at all as an adult, but um, of course we had dry salt we would use dry salt sometimes we would use um, if she didn't have dry salt she would use bacon Uh, and then if we were doing it for like a fellowship or for like a family get-together she would um, use the smoke the smoked neck bones or she's also used smoked turkey necks before but um I digress so uh, basically all the vegetables that are in this gumbo recipe we grew them in our garden but we never made gumbo when I was a child because it was you know considered a spicy dish you know full of spices and different things The only time I actually ate gumbo growing up was when we had like family get-togethers you know like my my auntie um, a lot of times would make gumbo you know and we would eat that uh, and I refuse I do not like eating gumbo from restaurants I don't like ordering gumbo from anywhere i like to either make my own gumbo or i will eat gumbo i enjoy eating gumbo that a family member or a church member makes like i really don't like eating gumbo out of a restaurant because a lot of times it's a poor imitation of what a real gumbo is supposed to taste like now like i said with me being an adult and i don't um, eat meat anymore um i don't put any type of uh, meat or seafood in my gumbo I don't use anything but vegetables and I do not use any hot sauce in my gumbo I use you know just just a dash of uh, some Tony some Tony Saturay is what I put in my vegetarian gumbo and um you don't mix the rice in with the gumbo you put the rice in a bowl and then you put your gumbo on top and the roux like we know of course the roux is very important but you can also make a good gumbo um, without roux it is possible and um, you have a brown gumbo and then you have a more of a gumbo that has a reddish tint um, I actually I think I actually prefer the gumbo that uh, has the reddish tint that has like a lot of tomatoes you know a lot of tomatoes in it um, but anyway I digress again uh, this dish gumbo it reminds me of Louisiana this dish reminds me of us as human beings. This dish reminds me of the world. We're all made up of all different types of characteristics and cultures. Each one makes us unique. It's a huge melting pot for all types of folks. It takes all of us to make the world go round. So that was really the, the inspiration for this series actually. You know, it's when I think of, you know, human beings, I think of gumbo, you know, we're all different. We all have different characteristics um you know some like i said some people are quiet you know some people are uh, very talkative like myself you know we have introverts we have extroverts um and now you know they have a common you can be a combination of the two um you can be an introvert and an extrovert um now they didn't they didn't have that when i was growing up you were either one or the other now you can be a mixture of both um when i was in the military i basically learned how to turn it on and turn it off i know how to be an extrovert but i also know you know how to be an introvert um being in the military they basically um call themselves they break you down and then they build you back up into what they want you to be so because i was already a leader when i went in they taught me how to also be a follower and vice versa that's what one of my um Sardis told me and that's basically what I figured out if you volunteer for stuff all the time they wouldn't pick you They would always pick the people they didn't volunteer and then like towards the end of the uh, I say toward middle way Towards the middle of boot camp, you know, that's whenever they started, um, you know Choosing they would choose a person that was a leader to lead But most of the time they would choose a follower to lead so they could learn how to lead and they would um, choose a leader to follow you know so they would learn how to follow because you know we we need both skills you need to be able to turn it on and turn it off basically uh in in the uh, real world um but this gumbo recipe um i actually made it to where you can do a seafood version you know where you put meat in it or you can do a vegetarian version basically leave out just leave out all the meat uh you know some people like chicken some people like seafood uh, you know, some people like the crab legs and the shrimp and all that in it. Um, I really don't prefer all that stuff. Like, I I really, my favorite really is the vegetarian. And um, the one I prefer would actually, when I was eating meat, I just like chicken. And I like my sausage. And I like my shrimp and my gumbo. And like I said, once I cut pork out of my diet, I would use like turkey sausage or I will use um, chicken sausage, or I will use beef sausage, you know, in my gumbo, you know, whenever. And if, whenever I made it um, for any of my catering um, clients, um, I never used any type of pork in my gumbo. It was either, you know, a chicken sausage or a beef sausage or a turkey sausage um, that I will put in my gumbo. And like we know, you know, like I said, the roux is very important and you are gonna do a whole lot of stirring When you are making gumbo, Um, the other thing I found out is that you can actually, you know, once you get your roux and everything together, you can actually uh, make your gumbo in a crock pot, which was um, a a, a fun uh, experience that I had a couple of times, you know, making gumbo, you know, just for myself, by myself, you know, in a crock pot, just to see how it turned out. It actually turned out, you know, pretty good yeah it has to turn out pretty good and um, oh yeah and i do not like okra i despise okra but most people do like okra you know and it gives it a distinct taste um so i have a couple times i have made it for other people you know and then you know i will still eat it and i would just pick like i said i would pick all the okra out but you can't actually you can taste the difference in a gumbo that has okra versus a gumbo that um, does not have okra. Um, to go with my uh, gumbo, I would always make rice. Um, that yellow rice is really good, but you can also use you know, brown rice or white rice. And I also have a recipe in here for some oven baked rice, um, which actually goes really well with um, the gumbo recipe. And I also have a recipe in here for um either hot water cornbread or um fried cornbread either one tastes good you know or you could put a a, you know a good garlic bread you know pairs well with your gumbo and gumbo in itself is it's really a meal you know all by itself some people don't even eat it with rice some people just eat it you know by itself without the rice but um most people that i know um eat gumbo with rice and you normally usually end up mixing it together in the bowl but yeah you don't put the rice in the pot with the gumbo like I said you put the gum, you put the rice in the bowl first then you put the gumbo on top Um, and a lot of times I will have hot sauce you know at my house or if I was serving it I would have you know hot sauce there as an option for people who like spicy Um, because although I'm from Louisiana Uh, and i'm full of soul i do not like um, my food to be spicy i like for my food to be seasoned and there is a big big difference um i also talk about the holy trinity in the cookbook and um the holy trinity that i'm talking about i'm not talking about the father the son and the holy spirit i'm talking about onions bell pepper and celery um when you purchase my cookbook you will notice that I use that holy trinity a lot and a lot of these different recipes um i got that from my mama slash grandma because like i said we always grew it in our garden and we would you know you know once we picked it out the garden we would wash it cut it up you know bag it up and put it in our freezer so we never ran out of those three things well those two things We never ran out of onions we never ran out of bell peppers and we we normally would buy our celery and um my mom was she was old school um we got paid (laughs) once a month you know so outside of you know the jobs my dad did the odds and end jobs he did and of course he was a minister too you know but we got paid once a month and so she made like big groceries once a month is what i called it and i still actually still do that now (laughs) i make like a lot of groceries just to make sure i never run out of things and i love a big deep freezer you know to make sure i don't run out of things but um we would cut up the onions and the bell peppers and the celery and bag it up in separate bags of course you know and keep it in our freezer and every time we cooked you know we would pull them out because uh, they didn't they didn't i don't recall them having it like they do now now they sell it already cut up um in the stores now but i don't remember them selling it like that when i was growing up now, like i said i was born in 83 and you know we lived in a small town so i mean you know maybe somebody can correct me but i really don't recall them uh selling chopped up onions you know bell pepper and celery like that i don't recall seeing that in the grocery stores uh, growing up um but this is our foodie Friday and like I said gumbo is a favorite recipe of mine and like I said it's the inspiration for this uh, series of cookbooks and the inspiration for this podcast you know because we'll be talking about different things different topics and um I'll try to keep a schedule of you know motivation Mondays we'll have a topic Tuesdays where we talk about different topics um wellness Wednesdays think about it thursdays and we'll have foodie fridays um i will have guests as well um and i will um start to um share these on my youtube channel as well so um this podcast is available on uh, spotify it's available on anchor it's available on um apple apple music it's available on amazon music And now it is also available on my YouTube channel. So, um, once again, always remember, um, you are smart, you are blessed, you are loved, and you can do anything. Thanks for listening. Until next time.